So, hello everyone, Ilaria Conti here from the Florence School of Regulation. We are here with Katarina Sikomagni, who is attending one of the workshops we are organizing in Vienna today. But we are not going to discuss in details about the workshop, we will leave that as a surprise for a next uh, interview or podcast. Today we are going to talk about infrastructures. And in particular, I would like to ask to Katarina, what, is, um, what are the pros and cons that uh, uh, she sees in the uh, infrastructure package? So we know that um, uh, regulating infrastructure is not an easy, an easy task because it involves economics and politics as well. So, um, why is the infrastructure package so good? Thank you, Ilaria. Uh, I think the first thing with the infrastructure package, the first positive element of it is that it exists. And uh, it has sometimes been called as the third and half internal energy market package. It's <laughs> yeah. a necessary counterpart for the market measures and regulatory measures. Uh, the regulation itself, the Trans-European Network Regulation, it's actually, I would say, four regulations in one. And that's why it's, it's a very rich regulation. We still need to explore all the different articles and still, still sometimes discovering articles from the past. Um, I think the first main element is the new way of planning in Europe based on the new network development plan and based on cost-benefit analysis. Uh, and all this in a regional setting with the different parties coming together and debating and discussing. Of course, we still need to improve. There is a lot to be done in getting the cost-benefit analysis and the modeling simple, easy to understand, fully transparent. But we are already starting, so we are on the right track. Um, permit granting. I mean, first time ever EU has regulated on permits and the maximum three and a half year time limit. I think it's revolutionary because the average used to be around 10 to 12 years. Again, it has been implemented since 2013, so we need to see uh, how it goes in, in practice. Okay. Cross-border cost allocation and regulatory measures. Again, a new element to make sure that uh, beneficiaries whether they are in the country of construction or in the neighboring countries, contribute also to the investment. Uh, very challenging. We have seen already a few cases. Um, ACER has had to intervene once or twice in this process when the national regulators could not agree. Um, a lot of lessons learned, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of challenges, and also a lot to improve in that area. But again, it's going in the, in the right direction. Uh, and then last, the fourth element is EU financing through the Connect Europe facility, be they grants or financial instruments. It's, um, I remember, it's 50 times more money than we used to have in the old 10E program. Um, the conditions are very strict when it comes to grants for works, because we should make sure that we only give public money to projects that cannot be delivered through the market or through the regulatory framework. Again, quite a challenge, uh, <laughs> I but mean, yeah. issues are there. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Well, it sounds great. It sounds like, uh, indeed, this, uh, this package is really revolutionary, as you said. And uh, um, then, uh, you also mentioned Acer. Um, what's, what's the role of Acer? Is, is um, this an instrument in the hands of Acer? Is, when do you think uh, Acer um, is called or should be called to... Uh, to use the infrastructure package mm -hmm. as a, 
a basis for action. Mm-hmm. Uh, Acer, as any player in this in this regulation, has many different tasks. Uh, on the one hand, Acer is uh, helping the regional groups to monitor the implementation of the project of common interest. And the first report has been delivered with a lot of information on the status of the projects, any risks or delays, very rich uh, report, mm-hmm. which we will then build upon. Uh, Acer's role is also to ensure that the different regional groups, when they work, that they work with the same principles and coherently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there again, they have an opinion to give on the regional uh, list of projects of common interest. Uh, last but certainly not least, uh, Acer is working on the cost-benefit analysis and on the cross-border cost allocation. On the cost-benefit analysis, they are helping us in getting the 10-year network development plan on more economic-based or more evidence-based uh, with their opinion uh, and how to improve the work of the two ENSOs. Um, and on cross-border cost allocation, they have a decision-making power uh, in case the national regulators don't agree or wish to uh, defer the case to Acer. And mm-hmm. that's very important uh, oh, yes. from that point of view, that there is a fallback uh, in case things don't work at the national level. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like there there's a need for a really big cooperation uh, yeah. between all the parties involved in the implementation of this infrastructure package. Absolutely. So my next question would be, um, do you uh, do you think uh, the infrastructure forum, which is uh, coming next, mm-hmm. I understand, uh, will be... Uh, the ideal platform to facilitate the dialogue do you what what sort of expectations do you have from uh, from this forum going forward yes uh, the infrastructure forum first of all it will be on the 9th and 10th of november oh, in great. copenhagen when will the launch event save the date <laughs> <laughs> yeah, invitations will go out very soon <laughs> very uh, good the forum indeed would certainly complement the regulatory fora of madrid and florence um, with having a focused discussion on infrastructure across sectors, so electricity and gas in particular, with the aim of building on synergies between the two sectors and also looking into aspects which are of common, uh, uh, common concern or common challenge for the two sectors. And these could indeed be application of cost-benefit analysis, how to implement cross-border cost allocation, how to do uh, modeling, uh, what assumptions, uh, among others, how to finance the infrastructures. So there is a wide range of issues where both sectors have similar questions that we can then answer uh, in a better way uh, in the forum. The different discussions will take place at high-level political uh, level when, when necessary, or then perhaps we could even say at the nitty-gritty technical <laughs> level when this makes sense. Of course. So we could say that mm-hmm. it's the subsidiarity also on the participation depending on the on the issues. Wow, sounds very, very interesting. So you heard, so we have the Madrid Forum for Gas, we have the, the Florence Forum for Electricity, and then we will have a Copenhagen Forum, which will bring both together thanks to the common ground of uh, infrastructures. I think it's great and we, uh, we really look forward to, uh, to seeing how the work develops in this, uh, this direction. Thank you very much, Katarina, for your time and good luck for everything. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank you, Ilaria. Thanks.